0: Hi, my name is Kevin Smith, and you're listening to Glory Days of Gold. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin.
1: Oh, how do you do? We are the boys from New Bayview and we are back with another episode of Glory Days of Gold, your East Fife and Scottish football podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm the Grim Reaper, Lee Gillis.
2: I'm Doug Perry. I'm Gordon Henderson.
1: I like that Grim Reaper name. We need to come up with uh, some good names for this because it is grim at the moment. And yeah... Now, did all you three guys go to the game yesterday?
3: Yeah, we yes. had a we had a little team huddle because all of our seats were next to each other. We hugged, high fived. we, we scored, no, that didn't happen.
2: Yeah, I'll be honest. When we were all standing at the concourse right, up the stairs just before the game, there was a wee part of me thought, ah, do we look like absolute fannies here?" Because it's like, "Ooh, check out the podcast guys chatting away." And I thought, <laughs> and then, happens? and then I thought, well, yeah. And then I thought, well, you know, hardly anyone genuinely knows who we are anyway, so it's fine. I got two shouts about the podcast
3: yesterday. Um, The first one was On The Way Out, um, and both of them are quite similar, but it was essentially, get it on your podcast tomorrow, we are fucking shite. Another one was, um, get it on your podcast, we're going down.
1: Mm. (laughs) Hard to argue with either of those shouts, really.
3: Yeah, um, not the the sort of interaction I was hoping to have with people on the uh, sort of first time back in the home end um, at Bayview after launching the podcast. But I, it, are, it's
1: it's weird though, because like one of the guy, one of the guys I do the show with out here, a guy called Zach. Him and his son were in one of the Adidas like outlets here to get shoes for his kids. So he's just talking to his kid, and this guy goes, "Are you Zach from the AFTN podcast?" And he's like. Yeah, it's like ah, I recognise your voice. It's like what's a, what's Zach's second name again? Meisenheimer.
2: Great man, that's a great name. That's our problem actually. We've all got pretty boring surnames, and we'll change that. Yeah, we'll change that. We'll Next time I'm, a I'm a going to have a different thing. surname. Yeah.
1: What was the crowd like yesterday? You can tell I'm deferring talking about the game, but what was the crowd like? I didn't actually, check that. I
3: thought, I thought we had a good crowd. That won't last the football spoiled the afternoon to be honest it was it was good to see um, a lot of people in the flesh like first time I've seen gordon and Doug in the flesh and i couldn't tell you how long and you know good to, to, to catch up with a lot of people and yeah it was it was nice and like i say the, the football got in the way a good day unfortunately
2: yeah i, I kind of weirdly i, I kind of weirdly quite enjoyed it no i mean not the game wasn't great Look, we'll, we'll get we'll delve into that in its entirety pretty soon i'm sure but no i thought it was good i I think because you buy tickets for specific seats now, I think it was, mm. I was going to say concertina, I don't know if that's the word, but everyone was kind of squeezed together because I don't think like the C end was overly used at all. So it probably felt like more fans there than maybe actually were. I don't know what the official attendance was, but but no, I, yeah, that, I, that was my first game of football since the whole lockdown thing. So I, uh, yeah, I took some enjoyment out of it. Not much though. How?
1: Aye. How? How? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I was at my first pro game last night as well. Uh, Whitecaps, their first game in 539 days in front of fans at home because they've been playing in Orlando and Portland and Salt Lake City as their home. So it was just over 11,000 there. Weird being anywhere in an environment with that kind of crowd again, just not being used to it. I was in the press box, obviously, I was well well away from the, the riffraff, but just getting in and out of the stadium, seeing all those folk, it was a weird feeling. But Ryan Gold for those that's been following, 89th minute winner for the Whitecaps, the playoffs are on. What a difference maker we could maybe do with him at his fife.
3: Yeah, um, difference makers not something that we, we have in abundance. No, no. difference makers. You know. yeah. I don't yeah. think we
1: can afford his wages, but we, we can maybe have a GoFundMe and see. Got to keep him fit in the winter here, he's got nothing else to do. So.
3: Oh, and his pal Swanee's in the team. So yeah,
1: well, so be, well see you see, he's in the team, he's around the stadium.
3: It wasn't, I didn't see him yesterday, actually.
1: Oh, oh well, maybe he's, not even, <laughs> maybe he's not even doing any of that anymore. We are, of course, just putting things off. We will be talking about the game. But before we do that, let's hear from this episode's sponsor. East Fife Community Football Club is proud to sponsor Glory Days of Gold.
0: Keep up to date with all our community programmes through our Facebook and Twitter pages. There are classes available for every age and ability, from toddlers to walking football. Just search East Fife Community Football Club. So thanks as always
3: to the East Fife Community Football Club And just a quick reminder from them that football fans and training returns to Bayview next month. So that's a programme for male and female supporters looking to get a wee bit fitter and healthier. For more info, you can watch the video on the Eastside Community Football Club's Twitter page and also find it on their social media as well. We have another um, show sponsor this week and that is Diamond Cleaning Glen Office. So a domestic cleaning service, everyday regular cleaning, everything from ironing, spring clean, deep cleans and end of tenancies. Uh, very competitive rates from just £10 an hour give Karen a call on oh seven eight one seven seven six three eight one five.
1: maybe we can get do deep in. clean
2: humans
3: humans um, if that would be the case then I would be getting them down to Bayview so they can clear out the utter shite that we watched yesterday
2: oh I set you up beautifully that was that was, that was
3: exactly what I was well going to say
1: before you cut yep. me off but Please.
3: yes uh, I didn't I've been need doing this podcast for a year now I'm getting used to it
1: yeah we could do with some deep cleaning we are going to delve in for the, for the bulk of this show, which we're not going to make it too, too long for obvious reasons, but East Fife, at home, it's Fortis Bayview. We've always got that consolation that no matter what, and how bad we are away from home, we're always going to take points on there at home. But didn't work out yesterday. 2-0 defeat to league leaders Montrose, so let's give them credit. Obviously, the big boys are in town and it's hard to compete with a table-topping side like that. We'll delve into the highs, the lows. I think there were some highs. We can talk about what needs to happen next. I want to talk a little bit as well about Dan Young's post-game comments, as well as some other post-game comments as well. Just quickly, we'll go around, everyone. We'll start with Lee. What was your overall thoughts of that game yesterday?
3: Um, Poor. Very poor. Um, I think we started off the game excellent. Um, and some of the football that we played in the opening 15 20 minutes was arguably some of the best we've seen in a long time. Slick movement, the ball was coming to Kevin Smith. He was bringing it down, taking players on. Kev- Kevin Smith is excellent at drawing a fill with the players. And I think that that's, that's what we lack just that little bit of intelligence at times as to when to draw the fill if the pass isn't on to give us a chance to get up the park. I thought that that Kev, particularly in the first half yesterday, had a, a pretty good game, um, and then we lose another stupid goal. I, I don't know how many times Ross Dunlop's caused us to concede a goal this season. A square pass that is ludicrous, and we go one 0 down. And after that, I think I said in the group chat, but just—I just never got the impression that we were going to come into the game that the players looked avoid the confidence there was no instruction really from the touchline some of the things that I picked up yesterday were the players going to Stevie Frail for advice instead of Darren Young which I was a bit like I don't really know what was going on there but maybe um, Stevie's a bit more of the, the tactician and that, that may explain the, the change of formation yesterday I don't know obviously just speculating um, and yeah after that I mean we're just we have no identity um and I think I said it in the, the show last week, if we're going to play shit football, it needs to be effective and it's not. Um and we're not playing a certainly we're not playing attractive football. Um I just if I had to sum sum up how I feel just now about East Fife, I'm scunnered I'm really
1: scunnered. Mm, that's that's good. we'll, we'll go to Gordon. Because Gordon, you've you've not said much in this show to tonight so far, which makes me feel you're just sitting there seething just waiting <laughs> waiting to explode what did you make of yesterday how did you come away feeling
0: similar to Lee in that first 15 20 minutes I thought we looked really good um you know i think going into the game it was a bit like oh, are are we going to be good at home again is that going to be is that going to be something we can kind of cling on to and after the first 15 20 minutes you thought oh maybe it is we played some really good football but you know they just started to come more and more and more into it, and I think you know overall it, it it just seemed like a very simple win for them. You know they were sharper in midfield, they were moving the ball a bit quicker. Um, again, sort of school schoolboy errors. You know that that first goal, massive mistake for Dunlop. Um, I just watched back the highlights there. Second goal, very poor defending. Um, but I think we all kind of commented, you know, even at, when it was 1 0, we were like, I can't really believe it's 1 0. I can't believe we are still in this game. Um, you know, if we'd got back into it, we wouldn't have deserved it. Um, we obviously changed formation, kind of went 3 5 2, um, or something similar to that, which I didn't think was necessarily a bad idea. Um, but, you know, again, the left hand side completely ripped apart down the left. You know, it, Higgins was having was exposed a lot playing on the left of the back three, and I think you know we all commented on that. Um, but you're like, well, you've got Mercer playing left wing back, you've kind of you've got Slattery in midfield. How how has he been constantly exposed all the time? Um, you know, for the first goal, as much as it was done, not mistake. Um, you know, you've then put um, Higgins on a one-on-one with a guy running at him and he manages to turn him and, and shoot. But that was happening all the time before we conceded that goal. And just like this, you know, that, that formation, you, you would have thought to yourself, that formation is maybe, you know, part of the reason we're going that is so that doesn't happen because that's been happening so much. And it just happened all day yesterday. Um, it just looked like a really routine win for Montrose. And aye, I think it just just kind of, knocks a bit of enthusiasm out yeah you. are like, yeah, mm. when we go into these games, you know, this season, unless something drastically changes, these kind of games, we're just going to get beaten pretty easily, almost all the time. I um, mean, Doug, I, so, yeah. I,
1: I watched the uh, the highlights, obviously only, and these five TV highlights made it look such a bright start for the first 20, 25 minutes, and we kind of looked good moving the ball about. And then there was very limited East Fife highlights, it felt, after that first half hour and after the the goal went in. I don't like to to keep dragging things back to, to what I'm watching over here. But at the moment, the Whitecaps are a team that they keep going behind in games. They keep having flat first half performances, going a goal down. But whatever happens, this is a team with fight and a belief that they can turn it around, and they have. And they're now unbeaten in eight games. And in many of those eight games, they've gone behind and they've come back to get at least a point or or back-to-back wins now. This doesn't feel like an East 5 team that as soon as they go a goal down are like, come on, we can get back in this. From what I saw from the highlights, we went a goal down and players are shouting and pointing at each other.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll give credit to the East 5 TV highlights thing because that's pretty much what happened. I mean, like the boy said, a pretty positive start quite a lot of pressing early on when we didn't have the ball but it was almost like Montrose just took 15-20 minutes just to see what's going on and then they absolutely bossed it from there on I mean first thing I'll say is they're just an impressive team to watch I really enjoy watching Montrose we actually uh, I joked with Gordon about how I, could, I had a blue hoodie on underneath my waterproof jacket it wasn't the nicest day I thought I could just sneak over to the Montrose end and have a good time Um <laughs> But, but but it didn't happen. They're a very good team. We just it was an it was it was encouraging. It was an encouraging start. And then football is I've said it millions of times. It's such a momentum sport. And when we lost the goal and they obviously then got it, you had a team that just puffed their chest out and then went, Right, we've won this game and they passed us off the park and you had a team that just went from playing decent to just going in their shell and having nothing. And it was, it was very alarming. And I think when Connell then went off, which looks a bad hamstring injury. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's torn or not, but it didn't look good at all. And that sucked out, sucked the life out of the fans a bit as well. And it just kind of slowly eked into sort of depression and whatnot from there. But like Gordon was saying, I quite liked the formation change, but I would have liked to have seen it. More as a five than a three, if you know what I mean. I think there was there was almost too much intent on the fullbacks going forward rather than defending, which I get is a positive move. I get that, but you expose the the centre halves badly. The, yeah, the I mean, biggest if, you, problem... if you're
1: playing that formation, your fullbacks have to come back. Otherwise, there's no point playing that formation because you are going to be exposed. Uh, they tried.
2: It's, it's a very difficult position, the wing-back role for a part-time footballer is tough because. Oh yeah. You know, it, you know, Mercer's at the far end, corner flag, trying to get across and in attacking wise. You lose the ball, and then you, you instantly hear fans going, "Where's the cover?" It's like, well, he's he's up there. You know, it's not easy to just bomb up and down that wing all day. But for me, the biggest frailty again was midfield. Um, he changed it, and he had Slattery in centre mid. Who? Started off quite well doing the sort of dirty stuff, but I just don't think he's a good enough footballer in there. And McManus again, pff, I mean, just Lisa, nothing. He, he also, yeah, just he's yeah. like he's like he's like the pretty boy that likes to play pretty football, but he's just I've not seen him do it yet. Um, and I just think I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed that the Montrose game plan was very simple, they rolled the ball out to generally Dylan at center half. He strode forward with it, and one of the midfielders would just move into the hole behind, the, in front of the strikers, and be in acres of space. And they would just play a simple pass through the middle, and off they would go. And suddenly they were, you know, three on four or four and five going forward every single time. And whether it was Watt, Slattery, or McManus, they just never got to grips with the whole game, and it was glaringly obvious what was going on. So that was my biggest concern, but. Look, I think I'll, I'll go for a bit of calm early and I'll say that we've played four games. It's four of the top five in the league. And, you know, up to a point yesterday, we were kind of in the game somehow. So I think, obviously, we'll go to next week uh, sooner than we hope. But I think it's a big game. I mean, we've got, we've got teams coming up now that we've got a wee chance at. So hopefully, hopefully, because there was that first 20 minutes showed me Enough to make me think, well, there's something there. There's not a lot, but there's something.
1: I mean, I, I agree. From watching the, the highlights that I saw, I was like, this team can play football. Lee's shaking his head. He does not think <laughs> that. <laughs>
3: that's, that's trying too hard to look on the, the sunny side for me. Um, we will not do anything as long as we continue to defend the way we're defending. And we can try and spin it as positively or as happily as, as we want to spin it. The goals that we
2: are conceding, any team will punish you for it. Any but, but, the, but I, I mean, Lee, I completely agree with you. Oh, oh, that's pretty, it's kind of obvious. If, if we defend like that, we'll, we'll never win a game. But you can see where, you can see where it must be so difficult for Dan Young and Stevie Frail uh, watched that, and, and there was a couple of times you, I watched. Darnley had his, like literally his head in his hands, just like going, "What are they? You know what's going on there?" And coaching goes a long way. I get that, but when it's stupid mistakes, it, it, I mean, the first goal was our free kick. Yeah, Dunsmore and, passes it to Dunlop, and he, he spears it. But Dunsmore like took it quickly, but passed it backwards in an area. Like, why? Why would you? You didn't put your centre halves under pressure like that. I, I know he wasn't under huge pressure, but why are we not looking forward with that? That was just like a, I don't know. It, it was a panic move, and yeah, look, from Dunlop, it was horrendous. And then Chris Higgins looked like a seventy-five-year-old man when he got turned in the box there. But yeah, you're just you're just yep. inviting pressure on yourselves, and it's stupid mistakes. And there's that's where that's where I feel sorry for Dan Young and I feel sorry for managers because. Players never get the blame. Ever get the blame. Do you know what I mean? And it's too easy to just blame tactics. and That's just pish football from footballers who should know better and do know better. Equally, so it's difficult.
3: Equally, he's signing the players. Now, I'm, I'm not on the Darren Young out, right? And we'll talk about the poll and stuff that I put up yesterday um, later on in the show. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm Darren Young out. What I'm saying is, is apart from Slattery and apart from Smith, He's signed every one of these players, right? Every single one of them. He's got to be held accountable for bringing these players in and giving boys like Dunlop, who hasn't been great for us for a number of years. You know, he's done a job and ticked a box, but he's picking him to start in that team when he's clearly maybe not capable, maybe as a League Two defender, you know. But again, there's no competition for places for him now. So he's going to play. Um, Chris Higgins like you say yesterday and, and we have been huge Higgins fans on this honestly look like he, over the summer he's dropped two yards pace, and he's dropped I don't know in, if it's just a, if it's confidence if it's players around him if he's just fed up yet. it I mean it could be any a number of things but that's twice this season I've seen him screaming at other players on the park now as a as our assistant captain or whatever you want to call him, he'll probably captain a lot of the games with Smith. You know, not probably going to be fit enough to start a lot of them. I don't want to see my captain screaming at players, whether they've made a the mistake or not. I don't think that's a captain's job. A captain's job is to motivate his team. A captain's job is to, to maybe lift them up. And if you are a team devoid of confidence, I don't
1: think that screaming at them is probably the way to go. Um, no. and you that, noticed that at the first yeah. goal he was he was just losing it because he'd been exposed. But he, he's not in a position to do that. Do you know what I mean? It, I could understand if like I yeah. could understand yeah. if
2: Scott Gallagher's, you know, having a massive go because someone's left him exposed. But Higgins has made mistake after mistake after mistake so far this season. He's in no position to be throwing his arm and having a massive go at second, players. That's that's not goal, his role. You see? Goes unlucky, right? We we don't cut out the
3: it should have been cut out long before it even got to Mercer for me. Um, again, that if teams are watching us just now, play up the channel, cut in. We're not clearing the lines. Mercer goes to clear it and kicks it off the boy, and it goes in, right? It's it's unlucky. You you shouldn't be on Mercer's back. And we'll come to it. Mercer's the only player that gets pass marks from me yesterday. I thought he was the only player that I thought actually looked okay yesterday.
1: Mm, Doug's shaking his head.
3: Doug can shake his head but he'll probably come to the 3-2-1 and I'd be shocked if he wasn't in it because that's how p- poor we are just now that's how I'm, poor we are I'm we, glad I
1: don't have to do that. them anymore
3: yeah we're, we're scraping the barrel I mean literally I'm looking at my 3-2-1 now and I've got two names on it I still don't know how many other point to it. it's it's beyond frustrating and this is the point that I made yesterday on social media is I want to back the manager right I really do I think that he's consistently had us in a good position but I said it last week in the show, and I'm pissed off saying it. We, we we can't keep defending these silly mistakes and then say, you know, the same stuff at the end of press, press much consciousness. Oh, we need to clear the a bit We need to do this. We need to do that. No, like, just fucking get a hold of them. And if they're not good enough, bomb them out. It's, I, think, it's yeah,
2: simple I, as that. I don't disagree with you, Lee. My Mercer thing was, I just. I think defensively is very, very poor and I think that got shown again yesterday. Like he was, he was alright going forward but he's not got a left foot and you're suddenly getting a guy to try and cross the ball from, you know, but I thought I thought he was at least, he is good going forward, we know that, he's been good going forward all his career. I just think defensively he's poor and we got really exposed down there again. But I, my thing is the, Darren Young looks like a wee lost soul in the touchline at the time. Yeah.
1: He, like he felt, I, like, I don't know if you watched the post game like interview guy. but he looked like that in that as well.
2: He just looks like a guy that's not fed up, but that's just struggling to. I mean, he can't keep saying the same things every week. It's difficult, mm-hmm. and and he'll he'll know that it's this. So, if this keeps going, it will cost him his job. He knows that, or it will certainly cost him his reputation. It well, just, it's the it's he, the only I guarantee know, in yeah.
1: football. As a manager, you're going to get sacked at some point. It's like, but you,
2: but but Michael, you look at you. Yes, there was a perfect example. We were right in the game like right in the game for the first half hour or before they scored and you've got, you know, a little momentum or whatever against a good side who are playing very well and then you lose an absolutely dreadful goal, a dreadful goal and you think, if you just don't do these individual mistakes, you're in the game, properly in the game, even up to Mm -hmm. half time. And I think as a manager, it must just drive you insane though. And Lee's right, if it's the same guys making the mistakes, well, they shouldn't be playing. But, but maybe it's a lack of options I don't know but, but there's
0: was, only so, uh, yeah. yeah there's only so many players you can drop like, you know if you look at the first, let's take the league cup and the guys has played eight games. we've lost seven of them. now if you're gonna drop I kind of I in I'm, I'm a bit in the middle of this kind of point but if you're gonna just if you could gonna drop people who've had bad games, how many players do we have left? zero really and look at the bench
1: Um, it's like how many really realistically do you look at that bench and go yeah I want them starting
0: yeah it is tough because I mean I agree on Dunlop I think Dunlop he's one of these players he's very frustrating because you know for 89 minutes of a game he looks like a good player really good league one centre half but you know he's just one of these guys that's got mistakes in him it's all the time he's got mistakes in him Um. But I looked at yesterday and I wasn't like, oh, oh Dunlop shouldn't be starting. Because you look at the bench and you think, well, Steele could have started. I don't know. I'm not i am not convinced we would have done any better there. Um, it will be frustrating for Dan Young. The same as it's frustrating for fans watching a game where you're like, oh, we played well for a bit. We're in it. And then, oh, we're down because of a stupid goal. Um, you know, we're not playing well, but we're still in it. And now we're knocked out of it by again a soft goal. It's, (sighs) I mean, I think at at 1 0 yesterday,
3: we had three chances, three chances to bring it back. And I never felt confident we would take any of them. Now, that's the boy Connell, I think, looks a player. You know, he, he doesn't seem scared to hit a shot from outside the box, which I love. Because I think that's something that we've been very guilty of in the, in the past is, is fanning about for it too long instead of having a crack. So I mean, here's a shot for twenty-five yards. Keeper scrambles to save it. Well done. He has his header, which I reckon if he put anywhere else, that that goes in and makes it one all. Um, and I can't remember who had the other chance.
2: Um, it, it was actually a really nice sort of training ground move. That one, I wrote that down at the game. Yeah. It was it was a sort of really late run and delivery over the back post but, but then that's what I'm saying Lee. when you're out you're out you've got a guy who I agree looked very lively and i mean i don't know anything medically about anything really but but i uh, that looked a bad one that looks like a 6 7 weeks anyway i would imagine he, i mean he
3: went down yesterday and you could, you could so did we collectively, yeah collectively hear the stadium groan because I mean, I think that that that's one thing, and not that I'm, you know, we've been accused of being the Darren Young Appreciation Society in the past, but the the Kevin Smith Appreciation Society, because I think he's so great at bringing players like him on and bringing them into the game. And when he went off yesterday and Semple came on, I didn't... I wasn't at the Alawa game, so I can't comment on Semple, but the two games that I've seen on Cove and yesterday, I mean... The boy couldn't even stay on his feet. It was like he'd I been mean, as well as wearing skates yesterday. I mean, he spent the majority of the game with his ass falling over or, or sliding or slipping. Um,
1: and he should be uh, used to artificial pitches as well.
3: Yeah, true. But um, I mean, he even fell on his ass coming down to get onto the pitch yesterday. Like, I really? <laughs> Just get yourself a bit of a bit of bits on. But I don't know. Like the, the goal yesterday, the first goal, you, you've got to hand it. I'm sure it was Webster that scored that you know. Lovely finish. That is, is, is a beautiful finish, but I mean, you know, Higgins, literally, I reckon, last night, probably woke up dizzy because I'm guessing he was spinning in his dreams with how quick he was turned. Um, questions again at Gallagher, you know, he, he literally showed them where to put it, where he's positioning at that point. Um, and for the size i should he get beat for that angle? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still. There's a for me. There's a, a huge question mark over Galica. Um, I think he's going to be a shot stopper, but maybe that's it. Um,
2: I, I thought he was alright yesterday. To be fair, I didn't. I, I didn't think he did anything overly wrong. His kicking was very good in general. Yeah,
3: his distribution I, I actually looks
2: decent. Yeah, his distribution looks decent. Gordon and I were. Gordon was sitting right behind me. We were like the perfect angle for that goal. Uh, there was no way he was saving that. that was, I don't. Beautiful.
0: No, I don't blame Gallagher was, for that goal.
2: It was uh, it was bent from outside the post. and that was he was never getting there, and I think like, even it, if he'd been roughly there, he wouldn't have got it. Uh,
3: potentially, I'm being too harsh. Potentially, I'm, I'm not going to concede that that I, I, I'm wrong. I'll, I'll watch it a couple of times again. I just think that for where he was standing, he literally showed him where to put it. Um, so, but
2: you've got you've got you've got to remember again. I, I'll watch it again, but when he initially took down Higgins, he was going to be shooting with his right foot. So Gallagher would have been coming over to that side of the goal to get that one. And he's obviously skin thingy and then bent it on the other side. I, yeah, I would watch again, but I'd be very surprised if he was much at fault, to be fair. I, I, I'm not convinced by him either. I'll, I'll hold my hand up and say that either. He just doesn't look, I don't know, he, for his size. And he's he's quite a big guy. Like he's quite a... He's quite a presence. and uh, that poor colour of his shirt didn't do my favours. Um I just think he he doesn't look commanding and he's not overly vocal from what I saw. I mean again
3: boys, I want to ask you in terms of you were both at the game yesterday and we were sitting, you know, pretty close
0: to each other. How much instructions did you hear being shouted from the touchline? Little to remember, none? I don't think I can't remember hearing much or any. No.
2: How many uh, uh, Shouts to from players? Did you hear on the park? Really? That that was my worry. So I said to Gordon at half time that there's no there's no banter about the team. There's no obvious leaders. There's no instruction coming on. So I don't know if you, you went away. I think a half time lead, but the, the subs that they're you know the little inner circle and one guy goes in the middle and you pass. And every time you watch that, generally there's banter going about, you know, guy gets the ball, it's like, hey, you're in, and you know, there was not one word, not one word spoken in amongst all of them. It was weird. It was actually quite a weird atmosphere. And the other thing is, I, was, I, I was thought... was actually in the ground at
3: that point, Doug, and there's a point that I want to make. It was actually Isla that pointed out to me yesterday, is the guy who normally would probably take the subs, I think taking Connell off, because that was just before time. And you want senior players on that bench. Now, Danny Denham's a PE teacher. You know, you know, he should probably be one of the most vocal people in that pitch. He'll be used to screaming at kids all day, I'm sure. And um, He should be one of the most vocal people, you know, on the in terms of on the sidelines. You know, could he be drilling the the boys better to get them actually a little bit more fitter or ready to come in the park? I don't know. Just, I just I'm scratching my head at a lot a lot of decisions. But um, the,
2: the other the other glaring one for me was when um, Bonsu came on Bonsu.
1: Yeah, I was going right. to mention now, that, Ossie o- o- C- Bonsu. So, so he
2: came on for his first sort of senior game in Scottish football, you know, pro- probably his first game in front of fans for a while, like a lot of people. Not one player sort of went up to him as if, like, you know, patting the back, going, right, you know, come on, son, or anything like that. And his first touch was a, a shocker. But <laughs> he, I, was a, I felt really, I felt sorry for him. Anyway, he then... He he kept trying to show for the ball, which I thought was really encouraging. And he did one pass out to a centre half when he could have played up the line, and Higgins or someone had a right go at him. And you think, again, what, you know, give him a bit of encouragement, like you know, give him.
1: Oh, oh yeah, he's your head's going to go him down right away. Ah,
2: I just thought it was. I, I felt quite sorry for him. I thought it was really poor, like really poor. But but no, I agree. The the lack of the lack of noise from the players. Um, and management was really worrying, I thought, yesterday. I talked about this last season as
0: well. When we were talking about it, um, you know, if you go you go back two seasons ago when we've looked we're challenging for the league, we looked certainties for the playoffs and we've you know, we fucked it up on a bad run. You look at last season we've, you know, we couldn't buy a point away for home. And that's just gone on for months and months and months. And, and I, I think that kinda of made the point that to me last season it looked like a quiet team. And
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: to me, that's like, is they don't look like the kind of group that can kind of dig themselves at a hole a wee bit. So I think that's been that's been the case for a long time. And it, and it looks again this year. It just it looks like you know you it, talk about Higgins raging at folk and shouting at folk, and I agree, especially when you're when people's kind of heads are down. That's not what you want to hear. And you know, Bonsu, I can imagine him thinking. Well, I've been sitting on the bench. I've been watching you boys. You know, I don't know who you are to shout at me. Um, but ah, it just seems like a quiet team. And, you know, there's that thing of you, you go behind. You know, you're talking about the Whitecaps, a team that can kind of go behind and come back. We don't look like that. Um, even last season when we had a good home record, we barely went behind. It wasn't that we were going behind and coming back. We tended to score first and away from home. We conceded first and that was it. You know, we don't really look like a team that's got a lot of fight in us. Well, um, I'm going just...
3: to speak from experience, right? So I'm, I've been a manager, you know, albeit in retail for eight years, right? And I've been in, uh, I've went into loads of different places, loads of different atmospheres. Now, the first thing you do, or, or first thing that I do is I look at, like where are going to be my quick wins? Where are going to be my easy wins? Who are the people that I need to get on site? Who are the people I need to put an arm around? What do I need to do with this individual? What do I need? to do with that individual and i just don't think i'm I'm going to rephrase that i'm not confident that that darren has that in him you know i'm not i'm not sure that he's picking that up but you know what player needs what you know some some players you know will need a kick up the arse because that's how they'll respond other people need an arm around them and when i'm looking at him on the touchline which I, I, I made a, conscience, a, a conscious effort yesterday to, to watch the instructions coming from the, 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 the sideline and there was nothing the silence was actually deafening. you know when players are coming off or you know if, if we're going if we've conceded the goal you know it should be like shouting and Scott Mersh for that second one or shouting over time like you know chin up go on, get up go again that's not your fault or you know Liam what misses that chance yesterday instead of hands in the air is he going, no, come on, I'm lucky, you know, get back in, go in again. But nothing. So that you know, how long can your team go without coaching, without instruction, without motivation, without anything? That that that's to me is a is a huge, huge concern. Now yeah. one thing that I will say for Tony McMahon is if if you're at being at Bayview or being at any ground, Tony's all you hear for ninety minutes. And there wasn't a peep out of Steely Frail either. So, uh, I think that'd be, I, be too
2: similar. I I, I I can't disagree really. I will say that's where the captain has a huge role on the pitch, huge role on the pitch, and we really lack like that. Kevin Smith, look, we all we're all big fans of him. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, almost an East Fife legend. He's been there a long time. Great player, really good player. He's not got. I just don't think he's got that in him. You know, and then. I guess when he comes off, it probably goes to Higgins, you know, and maybe at the moment, Higgins is just an angry man. Like he's, he's maybe struggling with, he's struggling with his own game, which doesn't help because it means that it's hard for him to then be objective. And then, you know, in that Mercer situation, instead of going mental or whatever, it, it, it's his job to go, to do exactly what you're saying.
1: I was just about to say, maybe he has again. been tasked with being the guy in the pitch that does yell at them. So we're like criticizing him because he, He needs yelled at himself. But maybe for all we know, maybe it's been like, right, you're the guy that's gonna hold him accountable.
2: But you need someone when if you've made a mistake, it's surely counterproductive to just have someone going mentally and nobody to then go or alternatively, you go a bit mental and then the game starts and you walk over, you give him a wee high fiber and say, Right, come on, that's gone, let's go. Like, you know, we can make up for that, blah, blah, blah. I just there's a real lack of leadership, a huge lack of leadership on
1: that pitch. And like, of it. I'm in a fortunate position. I get to speak to lots of managers around North America. There's one, in, there's a, a team on Vancouver Island in the Canadian Premier League. They've got a guy called ka He's a Nor- former Norwegian international. He's played all around the world. He's played in, in MLS. He got the coaching job, and it was his first head coaching job, his players love him. And he said exactly what Lee said. When you go in, you've got to decide who are the guys that need an arm around you. Who are the guys that need a kick up the butt? Who is the guys that you know that they've got the talent and they just need you've got to just find what it is to, to unlock them. You speak to any of his players now and they're playing for him. They're playing to a man they can't speak highly enough of him, and they're top of the top of the league. Do you now none of the players will say this publicly, but do you feel Darren Young has this squad on his side, or do you feel well, he's completely lost them?
3: I don't think he's completely lost them, I think that would be harsh. Um, I just potentially question if he has every aspect that I think that he needs to be a top manager. Now, to give me an idea, if you look at Claudio Ranieri at Leicester, even right. You know, he didn't have the best team, but you could tell that every one of those players were willing to run themselves into the ground for him. You know, even if you have a look at, like, Celtic just now, with uh, Postacoglu, mm-hmm. the team rejuvenated, all because somebody else has come in and he, he, they've reinvigorated them. That Campbell at Arborhoff, I'll guarantee you, every one of those players will run themselves into the ground for him. You, you've only had to watch one yesterday, a team that are, whose budgets aren't better than ours. But, but is it Ross Campbell that's their assistant manager? I'm not sure, but he was constantly like that the entire way through the game. I mean, Kevin Smith got the ball yesterday. At one point, I counted five players around him. Just, just, they were willing to literally go to war for their managers. Now, is that in terms of their, their tactical now? Is that in terms of how the the, the their managers are getting set up to play? Maybe. Is it formation? Maybe. I just wonder if there's not that level of fight for the manager. And that's not... It's
1: what it comes across as a little bit, I've got to say.
3: You know, I'm pretty confident that, you know, in in my experience that most of my teams would have done everything that they possibly could for me because I think that I know how to motivate them all individually. And, you know, even when I'm on the shop floor, I'll, I'll know everything that's going on in my shop and my team will come to me, they'll talk to me, they'll communicate they weren't even going to him to communicate yesterday. And that's why I was like, but like, what? Like if, I, if I've got an assistant manager in the shop and I'm in, my team will come to me because you're going straight to the boss. You're going straight to the source. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because if they go to the assistant
1: manager, there's a reason why they're going to the yeah. assistant manager.
3: Yeah. It's like a, a, an instant undermine. Um, and I'm not saying this to say that I'm a fucking perfect manager. Christ, I'm far from it. And I make mistakes every day. Of course I do. But equally, I, I don't know. I, I I just I think that I'm just at a point now where I'm trying to find reasoning. I'm trying to find what's going on, and it and when we're playing as badly as we are, it means that you delve into all these thoughts. Now, I mean, uh, next week.
1: It's massive already. Like, you're, yeah. you're five games into the season, and already you've got a massive game.
3: Yeah, I mean. I'm going to get, uh, I think now probably seems at the right time to bring up the results of our Twitter poll that we put out yeah. Um And the, I mean, I don't know about you, Michael, my phone battery was almost dead by lunchtime today with the, um, the verbal ping pong that was going on, which I love to see. As, as long Now, one thing that I'll not stand for on our, our social channels is, is people digging out individuals. It's not on, you know, people, football's an opinions game, sport, and, you know, don't, don't be digging out individuals just because you don't agree with their opinion or disagree with their opinion, but don't, I don't know, be a dick about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like
1: you, you can disagree with someone. We, we disagree on this show. Uh, it's like you do it in a respectful manner.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I asked these five fans that, to have their state. Um, 126 votes. Obviously it's not um, the whole these five support, but I asked the question, have your say, give Darren Young time or do they want the manager out? Now, 66% of people said that they want Young out and 34% of people saying to give him time. Now, I'll be honest with you, I was quite surprised at how many people said to to keep him. And yeah. It, you know, it may, maybe um, our, our fan base aren't quite as as um, one-sided as I thought, but I think a lot of people that are saying to give him time, maybe just keep their um, opinions to themselves for fear of being called out. You know, I, I totally Very get probably, that. yeah. Um, I, I totally get that. I mean, you know, some of the abuse that we've had as individuals on this show for, for having that opinion, um, you know, it, it, it happens. Um, but
2: I think people who are happy with the status quo are less likely to go on social media.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I think, you know, pe- people will go on Pie and Bovril and Twitter and stuff to rant about things not going well. The likelihood of getting people who are okay with what's going on, you know, is probably a bit lower. But, but well, no, like, I, I think that's like all, quite, all uh, walks of
1: life. If you thing, get good you know, service in a shop, you're not probably going to go on and go, oh, this was fantastic. You get shit service in a shop yeah. and you're going to be like, oh, obviously,
3: obviously the great is expected and the shit isn't. Um, I think that we're we're in in deep, deep danger, deep, deep danger of, I I think, in fact, I'm just going to say I think Darren's lost the fans. Um, Oh yeah, I think
1: he lost um, a lot of them last year and he's lost even more.
3: Which I think, I think last year was was extremely harsh, I I really do. I I thought last year we played some good football, Um, I thought that we had some really good results, we were really unlucky at times, and you know the part at game. You know you could blame his, man, his, his time management, his man management, and stuff at like that. But you know at, when he got given the new contract, I was a bit like, right, fair enough. Um, you know he's, he's done enough for me to, to earn a, another crack at. It.
1: But- we, we were what one game away from what would have been seen as a not bad season because you'd have been top five. Yeah, I think that I think
2: that's my problem, Michael. I mean, I, I've been quite vocal on this about where East Fife should be in the grand scheme of things and making that point that you know we've certainly no divine right to be fourth or fifth or sixth even or whatever in this league but it is getting it's the manner it's the it's the lack of fight like even just very quickly going back to yesterday when a wee spell 1-0 down the second half where we like got a corner or got a couple of you know everyone was up in our end if you like and that's where you think just get someone a semi flying a tackle and get the fans going, just something. And it was it was kind of yeah. nothing. Or put a, get a sub on then, you know, when you're slightly up in the game, and it was nothing. And then eventually they got into it back, you know. And I just I don't know. It's I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out there and say if we lose in a bad manner next week, then I think he's gonna have to go for me because I don't. I mean, if if it's a great game, we get beat three two, and it's about unlucky. You might go right, okay. But if you know, if we get turned over by Peterhead next week, to, you know, then I, I don't know if we can wait much longer. And I'm I, that's with a real heavy heart for me Same. because I I, I don't I, as I say I, I don't think we should be second third in this league by any means at all. I, I generally don't, but but I, like I said last week. We're quite close to being a forfer from last season where you just get stuck and you get in a rut and nothing's happening and you end up getting relegated without even so much of a fight. Well, once and you fall behind,
1: it's hard to make those points up. Very hard. You always want to get because the points on the board and then if you go through a bad spell... that.
2: Football at any level is fantastic for that. As a fan, you take a fixture list and if your team's playing well, you go, aye, I can see us winning that. Yep. Can see us win that one. We'll take a point there. See when you're struggling. Oh my God, it's the total oh. opposite. I mean, it's so bad. For it's that. like we just looking at every game. Going, from. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! And that's why next week we're all kind of going. It's a winnable game, and we just need we need to just show something. Just show so even if we draw, but show something. You need something just to give the fans hope because I'm I'm running out of patience now as
1: well.
0: But the, the next two. The next yeah. two league games, we've got home to head, and I think we've got a Challenge Cup game in between, but then we're away at Dumbarton. Yeah. And to me, those two games together are massive. And if, you know, if... I, I, I don't want to put, like, a points total on it right now, but basically, if after those two games, we're like, oh, that was shite again. Shite performances, you know. If we don't win at least one of them, I don't know, yeah. if we lose... You know, you think to yourself, if, if we can't get up for these two games, can you see us getting up for the rest of the season? Or you know, because if if we if we take one point for these games, or if we lose both of those games, how can you possibly think we're not going to be tenth? So to me, these mm-hmm. are massive, massive tests. If if we if we just limp through these games and we're shit, I I I, I, I can't. Make any argument for saying we shouldn't change the manager. Um, I mean, well,
3: I, you know. let's get one, one thing straight. We want nothing more than Dan to turn this around, right? I, as the people that, uh, well, for me, I, I would like to see Dan turn this around and, and really put pay to the people that have been negative for so, so long and turn it around and us finish sixth, right? You know, I, for me, I would be like, Outstanding, considering the squad that we've got and comparable to some of the other people. If he could do that, you know, he's a mastermind for me, right? But the next four games that we've got are Peterhead at home, Diddy Cup, Dumbarton away, um, Airdrie away, then Clyde at home. And really, aside the Airdrie, right, who might be good, might be pish, they've not really shown an awful lot this season, right? And their squad, I think, is of similar strength to ours, we really think. I think anything other than nine points out of twelve um, for me is 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 really going to be indicative of how our season is going to go. Really but the
2: league, the league's taken shape already. Lee, I mean, you look at that table and it's already taken shape. You know, yeah. there there is a there's going to be a divide. I think there's actually going to be quite a big divide. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a big gap between you know fifth, sixth, and seventh, eighth. I think there'll be mm-hmm. a big gap. Um, so, so they are I think 9 from 12 is maybe ambitious I, I, I do as I well It's probably what we need I, I would say for me it would be 7 probably Yeah,
1: I, I can't see us going to Dumbarton and sort of getting a win It's like just Like last what? year when we were playing well Because last year we played well when we went there And we couldn't get wins in Dumbarton
3: But that's the point, these are the
2: teams that we need To be via.
1: No,
2: I, I But with the current what?
1: squad I just can't see that happening We we need to beat them at home and we need to not lose away. If we've lost Connell now and Semple's not doing well, these are the two guys that you've brought in on loan hoping to turn the team around. We're talking about Gallagher. We're stuck with him. No matter what we think, we just have to get behind this guy. He's our keeper. You're not bringing in another keeper. We've no one in the midfield. We've nobody... Well, we might have someone in the midfield. There's rumours that there's someone coming in, which I'm I'm sure we'll we'll touch on in a sec. Like Kev Smith right now is our forward with connell going down and we've just said we don't think he can go through a whole season he won't be starting every game so if he can't who who's in who's getting goals how can we go to these teams that are way well more organized than us and get anything listening to darren after the game yesterday he sounds a beaten man he yeah. said he was frustrated He said, basically, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, but he basically said, I I feel like a broken record. I'm on repeat. I'm saying what I said last week. When you're saying that, you've run out of ideas. Yes, I'd like him to turn it around because I don't want to see us getting relegated. He's lost me. And it's dangerous for me to say because obviously we hope to maybe speak to him at things down the line and I shouldn't come out and say that, but I'll be honest, he's lost me. And a lot of it is because of how he sounds post-game. He was just like, I I don't know what to do, is how he came across.
2: Michael, I I mean, I'll leap to his defence a wee bit here. He sounds like a broken record, but at least like going to yesterday, he completely changed the formation. He changed guys out of the team. Which was good. But we've all said they started the game really well. So he's come out with a new game plan. And we've been
1: calling for him to do stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and they've trained like that all week. And then another stupid mistake completely kills the game. Now, it shouldn't kill the game because that's the whole point is, you know, right, if we go go down, you know, heads up, blah, 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 blah. But then that goes back to the leadership from him and the leadership. So, yes, there's a huge responsibility in him. But I think to say that he will feel like he's a broken record because he is trying to change it and he's getting, he's basically getting, he's getting let down by very experienced footballers Making like absolute amateur mistakes, and that, there's only so much you can do. Like I said last week, you can only piss the, with the cock you've mm. got. And, and if, if and if just now he's not got a
1: great cock, it's like spurting tini- all over the place.
2: He's got a tiny penis, and I think that's your problem. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the
3: comment that Danny made in his post match that pissed me off. Maybe we need better players. Yeah, well, fucking sign them. You know, like, you're the, you're the, t- the person that's, that's picking these players and saying that they're good enough to, to wear their shirt.
2: And they're not. But, Lee, who's that addicted? Which is that, I've not heard this post-match. That, that's, I'll tell you why that worries me, because that's him having to go to the board, I think. Because, yeah. he, because he'll have gone for better players and we've not been able to get them because we're getting priced out by every other team. So that that would worry
1: me. Well, he like said he's still hoping to add to the squad, but where are these players coming from? Because yeah. clubs have signed them up. Are you just looking at loan deals? We've seen before you get loan guys in that do well and then they get taken back to the club, like Hamilton. And that cost us big last year. So I don't know where these new players are miraculously coming from. We went and got Osei Bonsu from St. Ives, <coughs> for fuck's sake. It's like if. If this is the teams that we're kind of getting guys from. And his post-game interview didn't fill me with a lot of confidence. He spoke about, oh, I've been around quite a few places. That's not a great thing for a young guy to say. He also said he found the game in England way more technical. It was very fast up here. And it's like, is he even going to settle? It's like he's a guy that you've brought in. And I don't know. we've spoken on the show before that my concern was how can you get rid of Darren Young because he's been given a two-year contract. So we've done a little bit of digging, Lee, and it's like my understanding from how contracts work in the lower leagues, speaking to a couple of guys that have kind of managed in the lower leagues, is it's not like what I'm basing it on here, that if you've got a two-year deal and you get bought out, you suddenly get two-year salary. It's usually yeah. something like six or eight weeks is your, your severance yeah. pay. So we we can realistically get rid of him. There's no reason to keep so him.
3: Let's, let's say Darren's on, what, 300 a week, give or take? I think that's probably there or thereabouts.
1: Two and a half so, grand, pay him off.
3: Yeah. Um, I really don't want to say it. I, I really don't. Um, and it's, it's, it's difficult because... I, I'm not an overly negative person, but I, I just, I can't see a way out of this. Say minute. it. Say uh, it. No, I, I'm not saying it yet. I'm getting dangerous to go. So, um, yeah, um, it's, it's an option that we have. Um, and it's maybe one that until we had that conversation that yeah, I didn't think that we would have, but I mean, if I'm these five boards, just now, and I'm looking at that. Then Dan saying I need to sign this player, that player, this player, that player. I trust him to spend his money wisely. Also,
1: can I just quickly say you've also got crowds and good numbers just now. They are not going to last and keep paying. Like you've got this bump because you're back at games and it's still exciting. You have a pitch product on the pitch. These fans are going to disappear when the weather turns bad, and you need that income coming through the gate.
0: I, I was going to say so. If, say at the start of the season, right, before the Queen's Park game, if you thought either, yeah, Darren Young, happy with him being manager, he's a guy for me, or at least, you know, I'm no bothered. I'll see how it goes. What is it between then and now that's changed your mind? Because you would have looked at the squad that we've built um, and you, you must have thought, well, you know, it wouldn't have been the greatest. But, you know, I'm, I don't want Darren Young out because I don't like the squad we've built. We've lost players um, that have just walked away for whatever reason. We've had injuries. Now, at, at, at that start, at the start of the season, if you thought Darren Young at least deserved another chance or should be the manager, sometimes something I'm
1: struggling with it what, what is it that's changed? Because or oh, results. Well, it's a results-driven uh, business, sadly. Uh, but but we've 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 had bad results. Um,
0: but, you know, it's, it's three defeats, right? right. Yeah, three but it's, it's, re- it's
1: results. And do you feel he is the guy that can turn it around? I mean, I don't feel these are the players that can turn it around, but you've seen it so often a new manager comes in and they get a bump. I don't even see that. Like, I don't think it's going to matter who we bring in with this squad of players. We're not going to get that bump. We mm-hmm. might play a bit more attractive football, but it's, is he the right guy to turn it around for me is, is the thing. If these guys, if we're saying they go a goal down and they don't have it in them to fight back, if they're in a relegation battle early on, as Lee said, they're not going to have the fight to come back. So I, I guess well, it's it's on that kind of judgment call.
3: Gordon, you're saying three games. It's not. Look at the League Cub section, right? Beaten by Elgin. Beaten by Kelty. And, true, and true. look, and, and matter of fact is, you know, the Kelty one, they've got a very good team, right? So we could probably take them at of the situation. To lose against Elgin for me is criminal.
1: That bad yeah. as well. To
3: lose against Arbroath, who went down, Did the keeper not getting sent off or something ridiculous like that, and and score no goals, criminal. Um, and these are the things that you like, you know, scraping, be- a, scraping a one 0 win against a St Johnston B
0: team. You know, I'm just. To I be go- fair, I, I meant I said that you know on before that first day before that Queen's Park game. If you thought. Those league cup games have already happened. If you thought Dan Young deserves a shot or is the right man, I suppose yeah. I'm trying to think like what what could he have done? You know, it's. I mean, I'm not. I'm probably kind of on the fence on this, and my sort of position is the next next two games. If that's dire, I'm probably going to go to, you know, yeah, let's 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 get him out and see who else we can bring in. Um, I'm not quite sure. I've. Uh, I mean, we we know that we don't have a great squad. I, th- I don't think there was many people that thought we weren't going to struggle at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, so I suppose from those from those three games, I'm still in this place. Is like, well, is it is it Darren Young as a manager that's the problem, or is it that we don't have as good players as as I, the team? I that's think that's playing?
2: I think that's why I'm on the fence still because. I have, although I just said about 20 minutes ago, if we get pumped by Peter Head then... But I I think he's been... If the board were backing him with a two-year deal as if to say, right, you're our man, they've definitely not backed him in bringing players in. Definitely not. No. So that makes it very, very, very difficult. Very
3: difficult. We, can, we can only buy the players we can afford to buy, but equally... From what I understand is the reason, and you'll see it across a lot of the lower leads and the manager that Mike and I spoke to, is the reason that the players are being given two-year deals isn't for us. It's to help these guys with their mortgages and taking out loans for cars and all that sort of stuff. That's what helps them. Right? So we could, whether it be a player or a manager, we could let them go with eight weeks' pay.
2: But but that's what we're saying about the whole agony thing, Lee. It's not, it's not a case of demanding a fee. It's... That that's happened ever since I've watched football at lower level. P- people get signed on deals, and then if if they want to go, they'll let them go. It's, I think it's there's not much you can do about that. I just I just feel that it's almost like you'd want the board to come out and be a wee bit of transparency. We've we've always talked about for me the communication between the board and the fans is awful. I mean, you get your you get your sort of you know you know weekly newsletter or whatever or, or, or message from the chairman. But have a bit of guts to say, you know, at the start of the season, we trust Darren, we know we've got, you know, one or two of the lowest budgets in the league, so it's going to be tough, we know that. But we try something just to give us an indication of where we're at in terms of financially or where we're at in terms of, you know, signing players and stuff. Because it just it just instantly gets fans on the back of the manager because, we've again, yesterday, you're maybe lucky if there's one or two guys that, wouldn't be playing League Two. No. Like, and, you know, even like looking at Liam Watt yesterday, I mean, he is out of shape. There's no doubt about that. And it's, it was really apparent. And I just, we've got a League Two squad here and we're trying to survive in League One. And it makes it very, very difficult. And that's why that's why my worry is, will you get the kickstart from a new manager come in? Because you need to guarantee you're going to get it. Otherwise, there's no point sacking a manager.
1: Yeah. That, that is the thing with me as well. I don't know, like, we're saying, who's it going to be? Probably would be Stephen Frail, let's be honest, because he's in situ. Can he get more out of these players? I that, that don't to know me, that he can.
3: That, to me, is a horror shout. If 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 we bring Frail in as a... And, that, and that's what we do at East Fife. You know, we, we've done that so, so many times. We go for who we know. Um, and look the last time that we appointed a, a seasoned assistant manager was Billy Brown and look how fucking well that turned out. Um to be fair he kept us up, so um maybe, maybe <laughs> go back to um and he was struggling. He, he was he definitely was struggling, struggling, struggling. Um I I have asked the question to the damn Brigade, who did we bring in? And the amount of people that said Kevin Smith to me really worried me. I love Kev to death, but, you know, we need a a good seasoned manager. Yeah. Someone that's going to get us playing like a unit. And I think that Kev would be a gamble. I think Stevie Frail would be a gamble. Um, we, we would really... I don't know, we'll probably end up giving Gary Locke the fucking job. <laughs> that's that's the, the one name that kept coming out of my head and then being like, no.
0: <laughs> I think the, the shouts for Smith, to me, there's no, to me, there's no reason at all to think Kevin Smith's going to be a better manager than Daniel or get us out of this trouble. That's just heart overhead type stuff. You know, you, you want him to be, you know, people are looking at it, seeing like, oh, you know, he's, he's this guy. He's Know, he's five legends sort of thing. Been here for years. It'd be great if he became the manager and he was a great manager. To me, that's, you know, that's just wanting it to be true. I don't think there's any reason to think Kevin Smith's going to be a better One manager.
3: One of the arguments I had with somebody that said that, right, that, that made me laugh. He's like, ah, but he's, he's worked under some great managers and he's got loads of experience. I was like, so I'm young? You know, just... That level like you know, that level of playing career doesn't automatically make a good coach. Look at Frank Lampard at Chelsea He's he
2: an absolute architect. He's
3: one Barry of the best Henderson. players to and Barry Ferguson. There's an absolute dynamic <laughs> you know,
2: My biggest problem with it, Lee, is at this time, the last thing we need is our only creative player to suddenly have much more to think about oh, than just play football. And
1: yeah. uh, like we're talking about him <laughs> leading our line, it's like you can't then <laughs> file that on him as well.
2: If his mind's on other things than playing football, because with Connell out, we're in dire straits up front as well. So that would be... like the Kevin Smith for me is a no-starter. I think I would... If we change, you would need some former guy with experience and maybe Kevin Smith as an assistant manager. I would be absolutely fine with that. But there's not many people out there. Let's face it, you know, that's the
1: difficulty. Also, someone's going to come in knowing they're in a relegation battle. Now, it's going to take It's going to take a big man to think, yeah, I'm up for that. It's like, if, if you join a League 2 team, at least you know, well, as long as we don't finish bottom, I've got a little bit of time to do something. In League 1, if you're coming into a club that's already at the bottom and already struggling... You've really got to believe in your abilities that you can turn that around to take that job. So you're probably looking at an assistant somewhere that wants the chance to to become a, a manager. I mean, a name that sprung to my mind. He would never take this. Is Gordon Forrest? He was assistant at Dundee United, assistant at Hearts. But well, why would you give that up to drop down two levels when you when you're in the Premier? But it's like that's the kind of guy that you're needing to kind of attract. But he's got no proven record as a manager. He so likes being I, an assistant.
3: I've had a little look, and and three players, uh, well, three managers came to my head. The first one that I think would probably be an an easy one for the board would be Stevie Crawford. Um, now I'm not I'm not condoning any of these managers. I'm just telling you, managers are available.
1: Is he out at work just now? He
3: got banned by Dunferman in the summer.
1: And he's not got anything else since. No.
3: Hmm. So you've got Stevie Crawford. The other one's Ray McKinnon. Somebody that I think would be a horrendous shout. Oh, yeah. um, again, he's, he's out of work. And the other one was Mark Burchill. It um, was, was three of the names that I thought, and I'm like, you know, with all due respect, Stevie Crawford's probably the best out of the three, but... Does Stevie Crawford get us out of this mess? No. Does Ray McKinnon get us out of this mess? No. Does Mark Burchill get us out of this mess? No. The person that gets us out of this mess is currently manager at Arbroath.
2: I, I, I think. I, I think the first thing I'll say is let's not talk about who our next manager is until it happens because because no. we know it's going to be he, Big Sam. Because Dan Young's not dead, let alone cold yet. So, uh, but no, I agree. I, 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 you're right. I mean, there's it's slim pickings out there, so it's a dangerous game. But
1: I. No, Slim Pickens signed a, a deal with Nashville. He's he's not Oh, available. okay. Yeah, good,
2: good, good manager too. Oh god. Well,
3: I think probably the best part now is to try and muster
1: a 3-2-1. Yeah, I thought let's just move this on, and then we'll end with our fun, funny thing to cheer everyone can, back up because we've gone really low. Can I go last in the 3 2 ones
2: Because I've got, I generally forgot to think about it, but I'll do that right now.
1: All right, let's start with Lee. He's so keen to get it. To, we know he's got two names on the on the bit of paper in front of him.
3: Still, only got two. Um, I've gave my three points to Scott Mercer, um, and there'll be people screaming at this, going "What?" But I mean, but who else? <laughs> if you guys want to message me who your three to ones, I'll be I'll, I'll be happy to to take them into consideration. So I've gave three points to Mercer. I just kind of felt like. He was looking like he was trying yesterday to to create something. Had two two chances that he made for himself. Um, so yeah, Scott Mercer. Second one was Kyle Connell um, for a decent forty minutes. Really made a nuisance of himself, and, and and looks like we could have a player on his ha- our hands should he not be injured. Um, and the last one point, Adam Dunsmore. Um, tried a couple of crosses I guess
1: Mm. Gordon can you improve?
0: Well it's quite different I I suspected a lot of us would put different (laughs) We're
1: going to have nine players named here aren't we?
0: I did struggle here as well I, I gave the three points it'll be interesting to see if anyone else agrees with this I gave the three points to Daniel Higgins I thought he played quite well. Um, you know... That's goal for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll watch it again, but I, I didn't feel he was really... I wouldn't sort of blame him for that. I felt he kind of went through the game looking quite decent, not making any mistakes, and that's, that's more than enough of the three points this week. Uh, two points, Kevin Smith... You know, I, I I don't think it was one of his better games, but I thought you know, particularly in the spell where we, we were quite good, he was at least sort of a bit dangerous trying to make something happen. And I gave the one point to Scott Mercer. I thought defensively, yeah, you you've got to ask questions, but again, going forward, he was one of the few players that looked
2: like you might do something. So that
1: was it. Pixel.
2: Yeah, I need to change that. Actually, Um, I also gave three points to Dan Higgins. I just thought he looked quite composed, and especially in a sort of with two absolutely numpties playing alongside him. Sadly, Um, I gave two points to Connell, who I just thought I think if he'd uh, I was going to say I think if he'd stayed on, we might have had a semi chance of maybe getting someone at the game. and my one point, I'm go- I'm actually going to give it to uh, Ossie Bonsu, and I'll say because I liked it in a struggling team. He, I mean his his first touch, Michael, if you'd seen it, was,
1: yeah, they was didn't show re- that in the highlights. <laughs> no, it, it was like
2: I think we all had that moment where we just went, "Oh no!" But do you know what? He didn't shy away, and he. He wanted the ball all the time. He didn't do much. In fact, he did very little in the time he was on. But there was something about that I quite liked, that in a struggling team in front of growing or impatient fans, he didn't shy away from wanting the ball. And I I, I kind of semi-respected that. Um, Apart from that, you know, slight mentions to Mercer and Dunsmore going forward were okay. Slattery, first 15 minutes was good in the centre midfield and that's about it really
1: I I won't give it just based on the highlights I, I do feel though that Osei Bonsu does need to, to get mentioned for a question he was asked in his post game interview Stephen Mill says to him oh, where are you staying, are you staying local yeah yeah, where about Glasgow and he said it's a little bit further than I thought it was yeah good luck with that in the winter Let's see how your appetite for Scottish League One football and a struggling team travelling from Glasgow will, will do for you. Yeah. But let, let's end the show with a bit of fun. I'm really liking this new section that, that Lee came up with because it, it lets us lift a little bit out the doom and gloom we're going to look at our let's all laugh at section just things that have uh, amused us from the world of football this past week and i think i know what one of the, the nominations is going to be from from one of them but let, let's start with gordon this time What what's amused you this week
0: well, I was gonna say I I've I think I've gone first a couple of times and I've I've taken the you know the like the the low hanging fruit. So I'm not gonna go for the obvious oh, this week. I'll let someone else take that one. Um but I I mean aside aside from the obvious one, I didn't think there was too much. Wasn't there too much that kinda caught my attention? I mean, all I can kind of go for is I thought it was quite funny that Queen's Park lost a lead against 10-man Alua. Um Spent all that money and you can't even beat 10-man Aloha. Yeah, that humped my coupon yesterday for 300 quid. So
3: oh, like,
1: even funnier. I, 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 oh, that's a winner then. And that's yeah, a that's winner. Yep. Don't, we don't <laughs> need to Sorry, go look. on. We'll stop this game now. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks for sharing I that, I could have cashed out for 180 quid before that came out. And I was like, nah, I was like... I love shocking. Hey, eh? That one happened. ex X five players,
1: Stephen Boyd as well. Yeah, I
3: Literally, one Can't really see
1: it, but we'll take your word for it.
3: Yeah, I had one, one closed as well, To be fair. So.
1: Let, let, let's go to I you will then, take the Okay.
3: I'll take the low hang How can you not laugh at the Rovers? That was absolutely hilarious in the pacing that they got. With, on social media was absolutely incredible, but I think that my favourite part that sort of uh, captured the whole thing was that there's an advert for the light in at Starks Park um, in the programme. Um, I, I I don't think that that could be beaten this week. Literally, it's on national TV, and literally they bottled it. Um, although I did like that somebody had renamed their Twitter feed as like Record Sport. Um, and came up with a faux news article that um, Peter Grant had been caught tinkering with the fuse box at <laughs> Stacks Park. I didn't did get a good chuckle at that, but I, I think that one will be hard to beat this week.
1: I, I was at Whitecaps training and uh, I came home and I was like, oh, I've missed the first half. I put on the telly and I'm like, what the fuck? Where's the game? And I thought, oh, maybe they're not showing it. Maybe it's or I can't get it through my VPN or whatever. And then I checked online. And it's like, oh. the the game's been called off i don't know if any of you guys have watched the youtube channel footy adventures it's an english guy that goes around different scottish grounds and stuff so he was at it um it was a little bit it was a little bit overblown it was at the end of it came across as a guy that we know very well that we talked about not on the show last week but in a recording because he's english and he's like oh it's all gonna kick off here it's gonna be some aggro after the game there's a really ugly atmosphere and to be fair he did capture some cops running and police vans and stuff so i don't know what was going on but both those teams seem to have a they both seem to have young teams a group of casuals hanging about them again yeah i find that quite amusing what about you doug what amused you this week um
2: oh i mean nothing of note but i uh i mean that we know that the Ray thing is going to be the winner, because and that will be their second award already this season, which is excellent.
1: It was also one of uh, the best performances of the season from Dunfermline. Uh,
2: v- very good. I my only amusing thing I took from Saturday was I went with my good friend Andrew and his six-year-old son. Who Andrew will probably listen to this, but I'll say it anyway. He, I mean, his kid talked from minute one to minute ninety. Bless him. And it was all. It was pretty much all about the football. He's quite knowledgeable for a, for a kid. But with 10 minutes to go he turned around and he went doug i'm really bored Can we go and i said um i said well james this is you now for the next 50 years of your life every so at least every second weekend you're going to be going going oh i'm really bored i said and all you can really do is go home open a bottle of vodka and drown your sorrows, sorrows which he turned around and he went dad Doug says I have to go home and drink vodka, and I was like, "Oh God!" So I was like, "Please, please don't, please don't tell your mum that I said that." I want nothing to do with
1: it. I think you were say my, as soon like, as you said fifty years of this, he was on the phone to the SPCA, going, "Hello, I'd like to report some abuse." Do you know what? But there was also a little bit of me. It was like,
2: oh, that's, "That's actually quite heartbreaking because it's kind of true." Yeah, like it, it's, and it is almost child abuse. Yeah, because I, 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 I quite often. Uh, think back to my late father and think you bastard like what what have you done to me
1: uh, I, uh, I, I picked my this myself
2: I, I said that to
3: my dad coming back from Cove like could we not just take him at the cricket or something you know something that was <laughs> actually have gone okay because being an East 5 fan just now is
2: utter out.
1: my um, parents I, are both Rangers fans and I was like no nope.
2: Michael, what's, what's your funny anecdote or have you given us it already and I missed it? Or? No,
1: I, I'll i just do what I shared in the WhatsApp group because I, there was another one I can't remember I had. I should write these down. But it was from Turkey and it's a game between Galatasaray and Jerez Supor And it's a fight between teammates, which is one of the things that I love to see in football. Um, this new Brazilian guy that Galatasaray signed in the summer to He's at the. He's. I think he's a striker, and the defender yells at him, and he comes all the way running up the pitch, kicks his teammate, headbutts him, swings a couple of punches at him, and then gets sent off. But I, what was funny was the other team were saying, "Well, the other guy was fighting as well. You should send him off." They was trying. They were trying to get more of the guys sent off. But that, that should get him and Chris, him him and Chris
3: Higgins together. Yeah. The
2: link you sent in the
1: group chat wouldn't work because it was from an American YouTube. Site. Oh, oh, damn it! I, um, I, th- I
2: think we, I think we can all agree that the Rovers will win this. Edition, oh yeah,
1: though. E- oh, easily. I mean, I was laughing when I read the Twitter that it, the game had been abandoned. Can, can I just very quickly bring us back to depression? It, only for if, if only for a moment.
2: Okay, um, we've not done predict. We've not done predictions for. Peter Reid. Peter no, I was the, gonna.
1: I was gonna round off the show by doing that. So right, okay. let let's start with you, Doug. Because I'll, well, I'll guys, try and I, end on a positive.
2: I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm currently joint top of the Pinebowral Prediction League. Uh, at the moment, you've, so you've I,
1: mentioned that several times.
2: Yes. Well, Nobody no, no,
1: cares, I, Doug. I, well, I, I'm pretty
2: sure <laughs> everyone cares. I I wasn't. You know, I had a didn't have a great week last week. But I had a bumper week this week. It helps by East 5 one throws too. Yeah, so he had
1: five pies and six bov rolls That's why he's top.
2: Exactly. Uh, that's why I'm heavy on top as well. Now I am going to go for. Oh, are
1: we going to win? No. I'm going to go for East 5 1, Peterhead 1. That takes as a positive, I think, though, after, after this show. Gordon. Sure.
0: I was going towards 1 1 as well. I just you can. can't. I can't step over that line and be positive, but maybe I should. I don't want to give the same, so I'll go 2-1 like,
1: Oh, I was going to go with that. I thought I'll just be controversial, but I don't have to do that. Uh,
2: here, here comes Lee. We know where this is going. Come on, Lee. Come, Come on. on,
1: Lee. What's the time? What's the time, Lee?
3: 2-1 p.m. You loser. I haven't... I don't know where it goes. So I
1: haven't really one. seen what Peterhead's been doing. I just know that they're shit as well. So, I'm going to say 2-0. I have no idea how we scored two goals. But we did get two goals against Cove, I guess. But let's go with 2-0. I was going to go 2-1 just to try and be contrary. I don't believe that for a minute. So, I'll say I'll 2-0. Say <laughs> I'm not sure I believe we scored twice. It's just oh. that we're at home. So, I feel we might do something. But... <laughs> I'll if you've lost Connell.
0: Yeah, I don't believe we're going to win either, even even though I said that. But I just, just don't believe
1: it. It's Surprise us, five. It, Surprise us. Pin this up on your dressing room wall. Ah, those bastards from glory days ago, they don't think we're going to win this. <laughs> Prove us wrong. <laughs> anyway, that is it for the, tonight's show. Unless anyone else has anything they want to chat about,
3: no, um, if any of our fans uh, need to speak to somebody, my, my work sponsor the Samaritans, um, so please feel free to, to contact them in an hour of need. I,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna ask the fans to be semi patient next week at least till half time, um, because I think the last thing we need is to be doom and gloom after about ten minutes when we're maybe not on top of the game or something like that. But I'm I'm saying that and I'll be the first one to stand up and shout expletives at uh, anyone who's wanting to listen to me. Um, But yeah, just go and enjoy the game and hopefully we've got something more positive to talk about next week. Yeah.
1: Any final words from you, Gordon?
0: Um, No, I'll just say I'm not going to be at the game next week. I'm I'm away on holiday. So I. that's at least... Positive weekend, hopefully. Where you going on holiday, Gordon? That's an interesting conversation. Um, up near Cranarec, you know these like you know these wigwam
1: things. Oh, you're yeah. glamping.
0: Yeah, well, it's like I mean, it's a bit of it's like a garden shed. So, like glamorous is a bit. Is familiar. it bigger
1: than this? I Are you going to go there and go, my God? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Do you know I hate
2: I hate that song because. I'm pretty sure it was Wraith Rovers that started that, that song.
1: It, it was. It's been in England for for years because I've got a book of football right, chants okay. called "Dicks Out" and it's in there. I get dicks out.
2: Uh, I'm I'm away to Sweden uh, next Sunday morning. I'm away for three weeks on tour, so hopefully if I send me away with something good, or, like herpes,
3: or you <laughs> might get Stockholm.
2: It's quite near Malmo, so I don't know if they've got a syndrome, but you know, the, 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 oh, it's a, n- that's a nice range, isn't it? So,
1: true, as long as you don't come back with herpes, otherwise, you might have some questions to to answer. But I, I'm Yet going again. A, I'm going on a holiday trip as well. I'm going over to Vancouver Island for the white caps. It's a local derby that only involves a 40 minute drive to the ferry and an hour and a half ferry trip, and then another half hour to the actual hotel but that's class as a close local derby for me so I'm taking that but we're going away for a few days so I'm looking forward to that one.
2: Can I quickly say just a quick clarification just to appease my mind here you you can only get herpes three times right?
1: Yes. Right okay thank god. Third time's lucky. (sighs) Carry on Michael sorry. Fourth time lucky. Can you get it three times? i don't
2: know i'm jo- uh-uh. just again for the record for the record in case my mother listens to this <laughs> uh, at no point in my life have i had herpes and i am not planning on getting any any time soon no it's Thank just you.
1: gonorrhea with doug we all all know that let's hope we don't get a hole in one that'd be even worse excellent anyway we, we finished on a light note talking about doug's health issues Give us a follow on Twitter, at Glory Days of Gold. Lee's always up for the banter. I'm not up for waking up to so many messages on my phone, but it's fun. Thankfully, it's on silent during the night, so it's okay. But no, we, we always really appreciate your, your comments. We like to get the, the Discord going. Obviously not. We don't have a Discord channel. We're not that sort of brand new to stuff. But yeah. Let us know your thoughts, anything we've talked about in the show, anything you want us to talk about in the show. I won't be on the, the show next week because the Whitecaps play next Sunday, so I won't be able to do the recording. But give me a follow on Twitter at AFTN Canada, and you can read all our stuff, aftn.co.uk and aftn.ca if you want to follow my love affair with Ryan Gold. No, if Ryan's girlfriend is listening, it's just a one-sided love affair. No herpes or, or gonorrhea involved in that either. But thank you for listening. Let's finish positive. Let's think we can get this done. And next week, Lee, you're going to have the pleasure of chatting about our East Fife one. More than the Fife! Going to your first match is an experience you'll never forget.